Guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a really important announcement I want to make sure you do not miss. March is going to be a really exciting month in the Primal Potential universe, and I wanted you to be the first to know that I am hosting a completely free training on Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. You do need to register, and the easiest way for you to do that is to just find me on Instagram and message me with the word tips, T-I-P-S, tips, and I'll send you the link to register. Otherwise, I'm going to make a point to put it in the show descriptions, but message me tips. It'll go to you automatically. Get in touch with me in any way you can if you want that link to register, and for some reason you can or can't figure out how to message me with the word tips, but that's going to be the easiest way because here's the thing. There's a lot of things that we want to be able to do intuitively, automatically, without so much hard work and effort. But to get to the point where you're doing it intuitively and as a matter of habit, you've got to do it intentionally. And that comes with a lot of challenges, whether those challenges are our own excuses, our fears of failure, All of the past times we've tried and failed that make us doubt that we can do it, or maybe it's social situations that pull us away from our goals. I want to walk you through a process of creating your own personal protocol that takes into account all of the unique factors about you, your preferences, your lifestyle, your most common excuses, your fears and your doubts. And I want to take you through that process live in a format where I can answer your questions in real time. And we're going to be doing that on this free training that again is Thursday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Find me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Message me the word tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll automatically send you that link so it can happen really fast. You don't have to wait on my reply. That's the best and easiest way. I'll also, moving forward, make a point to put the link in the show description, but I really want you to be there. It is live. You do have to register. It is Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Mark your calendar. Make sure to register. I also have some pretty exciting announcements Maybe the most exciting things that have happened in Primal Potential in the last almost 10 years or coming up on 10 years, I really want you to be there. Message me the word tips. I'll automatically kick you that registration link. If for some reason you can't do that, send a smoke signal, flag me down, find a way to get in touch with me. I want you to be there. Mark your calendar now, and I will plan to see you for that live training Thursday, March 21st, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. 
Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton. Been a while since we have done an episode like this, but we're going to call it a book club of sorts. A little bit of book club, not entirely a book club. We're not going to talk about the whole entire thing, but I'd love to know how many of you have read A Course in Miracles. I will say I have not. (laughs) Uh, I have it and I have read parts of it, but it is dense. It is heavy. Um, It's something that I one day would love to get through, but not in this season of my life. And so what I have read before and recently went through again is A Course in Miracles Made Easy. And it's uh, by Alan Cohen. And he essentially, A Course in Miracles is thick and it's just, it's For me, I'm sure not everybody feels this way, but for me, it's just a lot to get through. Uh, I have to read it very slowly to get anything out of it. And right now, I don't have time for that. (laughs) I don't know if I will anytime in the future. I've read parts of it. But what I really like of A Course in Miracles is it goes through, or I'm sorry, what I really like about A Course in Miracles Made Easy is that it goes through the original A Course in Miracles, but it is extremely digestible, very easy to read, very short compared to the full work. This is, uh, let's see here, 200 pages, and it's 200 pages of reasonable size font. And what I wanted to do a couple months ago, I went through this and I just made notes to myself of some things I really want to remember from this. And I want to share those with you. I will link to A Course in Miracles Made Easy in the show description if you want to check it out. It's one of those books that I think is great to pick up and read through your own highlights or underlines every few months because it's powerful stuff. And I'll also say that this is something that I really believe has broad appeal and not exclusively religious appeal. I don't read this as a religious book myself, and you'll see from the things I pulled out. Uh, So whether or not that's a thing for you, I think you can get a lot out of at least A Course in Miracles Made Easy. I can't say that for A Course in Miracles because I haven't really been through it. One of the things that I wrote down for myself to revisit often is the way that it boils down the full work. It says, every choice we can boil down to what heals versus what hurts. And if you know me, you know that I'm a big fan of simple decision-making criteria. And I think this is a great one. What choice heals, what choice hurts. If I'm making a food decision, what choice helps heal my body versus hurts. And it's not that every single choice is going to be this clearly hurts and this clearly heals, but I think broadly we can identify what direction it goes in. I think about how beautifully this would apply in my marriage. If I think about what I say or what I do or how I act, what behavior choice, what choice in communication heals and what hurts. If in any moment, whether it's an emotionally charged moment or it's just a normal interaction moment, free from emotional charge, I can run my behavior or my words through this filter. What hurts, what heals. In terms of how I spend my time, what hurts, what heals. In terms of how I communicate with listeners and clients, what hurts, what heals. I am always in a quest to slow down a little bit 
And that's not just an action thing. It's slowing down my thoughts, slowing down my reactions, and also slowing down my days and the things that I try to fit into a day. And questions are a really great way to do that, to break out of rushing and also to break out of patterns of behavior that happen without thought. Interjecting thought, for me, generally looks like asking a question. And this is a great one. What choice hurts? What choice heals? In this, uh, we'll call it a summary version of A Course in Miracles, it says, there are only two teachers who point in different ways. And you will go along the way your chosen teacher leads. There are only two teachers who point in different ways. So I'm, I'm thinking of my decision last night. Do I go to the gym or do I come home and get some work done and go to bed? And if I apply this to that, there are only two teachers who point in different directions. That tells me, you know, one was pointing to my commitment and one was pointing to breaking my commitment because I had made a commitment to work out. And you'll go in the way your chosen teacher leads. If I look at last night, we were, it was the middle of the night, it was three in the morning. Roman was crying and we were working on giving him some time to soothe himself before we stepped in. And I was getting uh, impatient, not frustrated with Roman, but like I wanted to go in there. And Chris and I had agreed on how we were going to go about it. And I was really feeling the screw it, go in there kind of thing. And in that moment, there were only two options in how I could communicate to Chris. There were only two teachers who point in different ways. And one way is loving and kind and understanding and on the same team. And the other is adversarial and aggressive and snarky. I think this shows up in so many ways. We were driving home from dinner and uh, normally it is, as you've heard me say before, it's my mom, her husband, Chris's parents, me, Chris Roman. And uh, at one of our recent dinners, Chris's dad wasn't there because he had some buddies in town and they had gone out uh, for dinner and drinks at a place not far from where we went. And so after we had dinner, because ours was early so we could get the baby home to bed, Chris wanted to swing by and see his dad and his buddies and kind of let his dad show off Roman to his friends who were in town. And with every piece of me, I did not want to stop. <laughs> I was tired and I wanted to get home to do other stuff. And more than that, I wanted to get Roman home to do, you know, to go to bed. And I think in that moment, there are two teachers who point in different ways. And I love that Chris wanted to make a stop to see his dad, to have Roman see his grandpa, to allow Chris's dad to kind of show off his grandson to his friends. Like, I, I love that. And that direction is family. And the other direction is schedule and rush, and it has to be like this, and rigidity. Same thing with food. There are two teachers who point in different ways. 
I was, we were at a Japanese steakhouse and I had made the commitment to myself that I was going to do my chicken and my steak and I wasn't going to do the rice. And as I'm sitting there and I'm feeding the rice to Roman and my mom's commenting on how great it is and Roman clearly seems to like it, there are only two teachers who point in different ways. That's not to say that everything is all or nothing. I don't believe that it is. But I love this as a tool. I don't think that this is a, uh, an indicator that everything is black and white, but rather that there are different directions and there are different trajectories. And we're either moving towards what we value or we're not moving towards what we value. That's not to say that we'll never take a path towards what we don't value. Because if I, if I look at this example and I think, well, okay, I applied it at the Japanese steakhouse to not have the rice, then am I wrong if I have a cupcake on Roman's birthday? No. But the awareness of the fact that there are two different directions is a powerful awareness. And this is a great tool to help us simplify our choices. It's a tool. It's not a tool that has to be constant. But it is a tool, and I think it's a very valuable one. It, it talks about uh, these different paths that we can go on with these choices. And I know for me, I have spent a lot of time on the wrong path. And what that looked like for me at different times in my life was not being financially disciplined, not being disciplined with my time, not being disciplined with my health and my health choices, overeating, uh, making crappy food choices, not having enough balance, drinking too much coffee, you name it, any number of things. And I've had times on the path of really crappy relationship choices and, and not necessarily even on the macro relationship choices, but just crappy communication choices in relationships, crappy choices in tone in relationships. And the thing that as I thought about this for myself and then I thought about what this looks like for my clients and, and what point I wanted to drive home here is that oftentimes the path away from who you want to be or how you want to be, it convinces you that you are small and it convinces you that the pattern that you chose is stronger than you are. And I want you to hear me say this, that the pattern that you are most familiar with is not stronger than you are. It is not bigger than you are. And you can start to believe the lie that it is bigger than you are and that it is stronger than you are and that it's so hard to change. And that is a lie that convinces you of your smallness and it is a lie. It is not true. No matter what path you are on, it is not bigger than you. It is not more powerful than you. You are more powerful than it. No matter how many times you've made a choice along a path that you don't want to be on, in terms of your habits, in terms of your health, in terms of your communication, your relationships, your finances, it doesn't matter, you are the most powerful thing in that relationship. It's not the choice, it's not the pattern, it's not the amount of time that you have invested in that path. What happens is when we convince ourselves 
that we are smaller than this pattern, we convince ourselves that change is a lot more difficult than it actually is. And sometimes we look at the whole journey and we're trying to take on the whole journey and so we convince ourselves that the whole journey is this big, huge thing, but that's not how change happens. It's one choice. It's one small choice. And I want you to understand that that one small choice is very simple and it is not hard, but it will feel hard if you convince yourself that the pattern in the past is so big and so strong and so much bigger than you. Don't believe the lie of I can't dot, dot, dot. I always dot, dot, dot. I never dot, dot, dot. I'm so dot, dot, dot. Maybe you already have believed the lie, but you can stop that now. Sometimes what happens when I share things like in the Primal Potential Facebook group or we discuss things, somebody will pop in in the comments and say like, oh, I want to be that so bad, but I always dot, dot, dot. I'm really, really trying, but I never can seem to dot, dot, dot. And they believe the lie that their past is their present, and it's not. The reason that change feels hard is because you're so connected to and so attached to that past problem. And if you accept that it's only a pattern of behavior and you are free in every moment, you are not chained to that past pattern, it does not limit you in any way, it is not bigger than you, it is not more powerful than you, and you realize that it's just one choice you're free to make right now and that's how change happens one moment at a time, not a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, 100-pound commitment at a time, it's going to feel so much easier. One of the other things I wrote down when I was reading through A Course in Miracles Made Easy, is that there are no idle thoughts. All thinking creates. So this morning when I woke up and I was thinking that I needed to record four podcast episodes and get to the gym and have my hair appointment and do social media and my mastermind group and, you know, a couple other things, that thinking creates something. It is not idle. There are no idle thoughts. And what it created for me was pressure and a little bit of anxiety. And I can think about it in a different way. I can think about it as this just one thing. I just got to do this one thing and then I'll move on to the next thing. I don't have to try to take on the whole day in one mental moment. Or going back to the Japanese steakhouse and the rice. All thinking creates. There are no idle thoughts. It produces something. So if I'm sitting there and thinking, oh man, the rice looks good. Oh, it's not a big deal. You know, I can do better tomorrow. That thinking creates something. It creates an influence on the choice that I make. It creates a drive. It creates a, a step in a certain trajectory. And other thoughts create different things. So whether your thoughts are I'm so inconsistent, or I start off strong, but I never finish. I want you to understand that that thought is not idle. It is not neutral. It creates something. All thinking does. And instead of focusing on trying to eliminate thoughts that are maybe reflective of the problem or a pattern that you don't want to recreate, thoughts that you label as negative, instead of thinking or trying to eliminate those, what if we try to choose more productive, more positive thoughts more often? 
a lot of folks get hung up on trying to stop thinking certain things. And that's probably not a great starting point for most people. It's kind of like uh, in my marriage. I could focus on trying to stop doing X, Y, Z. Stop telling Chris what to do. Stop being snarky. Stop being rude. Whatever. But it might be easier to start trying to compliment more, start trying to be more affectionate, start trying to add in different things that are more positive. That's going to be more effective for 99% of us. So if you recognize that you have thoughts of, most recently in my mastermind group, somebody said, I keep having the thought that I'm never going to lose the weight, so what's the point in trying? What if we try to, instead of eliminate that thought, We start to add thoughts like, I can make one healthy choice next. I can do this one thing to take great care of myself. I am in control of what I put in my mouth, how much and when. I am committed to one improvement today. Outnumber the thoughts that are less productive, that are producing things that don't reflect what you want. Start to add in thoughts that empower you. Start to add in thoughts that point you towards the things that you want, the ways that you want to be. This next one, oh, it is good. Oh, it might be my favorite. It says, we have all become accustomed to living in quarters far shabbier than we deserve. Ah, yeah. We have all become accustomed to living in quarters far shabbier than we deserve. And this is not about your home. What it made me think of, and we're going to talk about this in an upcoming episode, is fewer than 12% of Americans are considered metabolically healthy, which means that more than 90, well, no, more than 88% of people in America are metabolically unhealthy. We have become accustomed to living in quarters far shabbier than we deserve. We have become accustomed to being tired. We have become accustomed to being overweight. We have been accustomed to being stressed out, overwhelmed, overscheduled. We have become accustomed to being uh, sedentary or watching too much TV or spending time on screens more than we ought to. We have all become accustomed to living in quarters far shabbier than we deserve. We deserve to have more energy. We deserve to be vibrantly healthy. We deserve to have great relationships and be fit and strong. And I think if we keep this in mind as we make choices, uh, you it reminds me of the Hafiz quote, and I don't remember it exactly off the top of my head, but um, it's something, this is not it exactly, but it basically says like, Uh, you're surrounded by walls you built. You create the house you live in, that sort of thing. We don't have to settle anymore. And we've got to work to stop making choices that create situations where we're settling. Settling financially, settling for our health. We can create excellence in these areas by choice, and we've got to stop settling for conditions that are shabbier than what we deserved. And how is it going to be changed? Through you, through your choices. It it, kind of goes on here and it says, be not content with littleness. 
Be not content with littleness. Be not content with low energy. Be not content with depression. Be not content with anxiety. Be not content with obesity. Be not content with 10 hours a day on your screens. And then it says, ready for this one? Each time you choose, your choice is an evaluation of yourself. Choose littleness and you will not have peace. I can relate to that. I, when I was at my heaviest, I was choosing food because I thought it would make me feel better and I consistently was miserable. I was depressed. I was obese. I had no energy. I was ashamed of myself. I wasn't comfortable in my clothes. I wasn't comfortable anywhere. And yet I was making choices saying like, oh, it's too hard to make this choice aligned with health and fat loss and all of these things. But I was living as a result of that, a life that was very, very, very hard. Be not content with littleness. Each time you choose, your choice is an evaluation of yourself. Choose littleness and you will not have peace. Today is an opportunity to do a little better. Doesn't need to be a 180 degree change. You can do a little better. You can do a little better in how you spend your time. You can do a little better in how you communicate. You can do a little better in how you eat, in how you move. Be not content with littleness. I love that because we can have extraordinary things. We can have extraordinary relationships. We can have extraordinary fitness. It is available for you. It is available for me. But we have to get out of this story of the past and the pattern. And we've got to stop convincing ourselves that the thing that we are choosing is something we want when, in fact, it creates something that we don't want. Be not content with littleness. Choose littleness and you will not have peace. So if you're looking for something to check out, I think this is a great thing. A Course in Miracles Made Easy, Alan Cohen. I'll link it up. Uh, in the show description, I could have said a million more things about it, but those were some of the ones that I just really saved for myself and wanted to share with you. And I hope that you will choose to allow them to influence how you show up for yourself today, how you show up in your relationships today, how you show up in your work today, because life is short. We've only got one. Let's really do our best to make it great. And I'm here to help. If there's something that this brought up, in terms of a question for you, let me know because I do Q&A episodes every single Saturday. I don't want you to wrestle with something unnecessarily when together maybe we can tackle it. So apply these concepts. Choose not littleness. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.